Early Breakfast, 702, this morning. And like I said, in this segment, I'll be in conversation uh, with the Public Protector Spokesperson, Opasi Khalwe. And we're going to be talking about a number of things in the Public Protector's office, but I specifically want to frame it around COVID-19 and a lot of the state action that we've seen, whether it stems from economic relief uh, to uh, as far as uh, increased state power and what happens when there's abuse of power in that instance. The Office of the Public Protector um, is set up for us in a way so that we can hold public offices to account, state organs to account. Uh, and in this instance where there's heightened power and more money being pumped into the economy than ever before, corruption lurks, malfeasance lurks, uh, and state negligence lurks uh, on the periphery. And we have to be vigilant. Is the public protector's office uh, well equipped to take on uh, this very unique period in the history of humanity. Opa Sikhalwe joins me uh, on the line. Pra Opa, good morning and thank you so much for your time. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, like I like I preambled over there, we're living in a time uh, where, um, for instance, the president announced a 500 billion rand economic relief program where a lot of that money will be spent very quickly. Uh, there's a in in the name of the state a solidarity fund that has been set up. Uh, we uh, we're living under a constitutional paradigm where the state of uh, national disaster is active nationally, which means certain laws have been either suspended or new laws and regulations have been introduced. Some of these regulations changed all the time. And there are various complaints coming from all sectors of society uh, about malfeasance, about corruptions, whether it stems from the corruption uh, with the distribution of food parcels all the way uh, till money being stolen uh, by certain politicians. Has the Public Protector's Office taken a unique um, strategy, a unique view and position in terms of how it will approach this particular time? Yes, thank you so much um, for the opportunity once again. Um, you will recall that the public protector uh, is among the state institutions that have been designating as um, competent to provide uh, what is called an essential service in terms of regulations for this state of disaster. And so um, at any given time, uh, we as an institution are ready uh, to take complaints from the public uh, about any allegations of abuse of power, abuse of state resources um, uh, from, from, from any person uh, at this point in time. Although our office is not open uh, in that sense, we do work from home and we have encouraged the members of the public to lodge complaints with the office using alternative means such as uh, email uh, over our uh, website and, and so forth. So at any given time, there's someone waiting to hear from the public. But of course, the public protector is not just uh, there to wait for complaints in terms of the law, the public protector can uh, launch an investigation on own initiative. So uh, we are, uh, uh, for lack of a better expression, of my trading.
Yeah, uh, combat ready seems to be the term because we're combating COVID-19 uh, over here. Uh, but interesting you mentioned, Opa, about the uh, operational procedures that are now in place. A lot of uh, the public protector staff, if not all, are working from home and special operations and procedures have been put in place to ensure that the public can still report cases uh, and complaints to the public protector's office. How now do people go about doing that? Because um, previously uh, a, a, a Gogoyo could just walk up to a, a, a local provincial office, uh, fill out some paperwork, uh, have someone listen to her complaint, and the ball gets rolling. What is the procedure now? The procedure now is, 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 is basically that people can send in an email to the public protector. There's a central email address, a registration to edpprotect.org that they will use um, for this particular purpose, or they can go to our website www.publicprotector.org, and then there is a, a you know a menu item there where you can punch in uh, the details of your complaint, and then you should be able to uh, get an immediate response by way of an acknowledgement to assure you that the complaint has reached that. Unfortunately, they won't be able to reach us over the phone because our consenter staff. It's not at work as well, but when you go to our website, all the provincial managers, all the investigation managers uh, has contact details, especially cell phone numbers are there, and they can be reached there. Um, so that's, that's, that's the few uh, avenues through which you can reach the public protector at this point in time. When it comes to uh, malfeasance and corruption by high-profile politicians, that ordinarily comes from uh, watchdog groups, comes from uh, other members of uh, the political uh, fraternity, whether it be members of parliament, uh, members of provincial legislators, cities, and so on. They typically lay the charges uh, that um, or lay complaints about malfeasance at a national or at an executive level, right? Oftentimes, uh, we've been reminded that only other members of parliament can lay complaints about members of parliament having breached uh, the National Executive Ethics Code, for instance. In this instance, has there been activity in that front? Has the Office of the Public Protector received any complaints uh, about investigations that are needed at a ministerial or presidential or premier level? Yes, uh, there has been at least one um, complaint at that level, and this has to do with uh, the Department of Public Works following the announcement that, uh, you know, a, a, a fence worth uh, in the region of 37 million rand has been erected at the bait bridge by the post between South Africa and Zimbabwe. Um, and then uh, we received this complaint from a political party represented in parliament, um, the African Transformation Movement, that was on April 21st. And then um, uh, that matter is being looked at. Uh, the team was able to assess it for jurisdiction and uh, merit over the last few days. And the decision was that, yes, it is a matter that the public protector can definitely uh, look into. So it has been allocated to an investigation branch and the uh, investigation will commence immediately. Is the public protector investigating, just for clarity, Braupa, uh, is the public protector investigating the Department of Public Works or the Minister of Public Works, uh, Patricia Delo? It is the Department uh, of, of 
public works on the one hand and also uh, the role of, of, of the minister there. The allegations specifically are that there may have been uh, maladministration and uh, there may have been um, you know, the failure to follow a proper procurement processes. So the public protector will be looking at those allegations. At this stage, pure allegations, uh, there is no indication of whether wrong was done or not, but uh, that can only be arrived at once the investigation has been seen through. And at this stage, the investigation is in the, as the part where it has passed the merit test as well as the jurisdiction test. Exactly, but it's still in its early stages, so the team will be writing to the different parties affected uh, for the other side of the story, for uh, documentation and so forth to be uh, looked through, and then uh, uh, the process will will carry on. It's one of those investigations that uh, are a bit complex and and take a bit of time, but uh, Mm. work has already commenced on that front. And just a final question as we wrap up, uh, Braupa. Uh, there's been various uh, processes uh, running in relation to the Public Protector's Office, uh, reports being challenged as well as a parliamentary process into the fitness of the PP. Um, are those processes continuing or have they been put on ice uh, while we're in a state of national disaster? I could say they on ice uh, because um, just before the state of disaster was declared, um, the, the question around the lawfulness and the constitutionality of the rules upon which Parliament is relying uh, for purposes of holding the public protector to account in that sense um, was 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 held back uh, purely because of this uh, uh, lockdown. So. Uh, it's one of those things that we expect to carry on immediately right after uh, the lockdown has been lifted. Obviously, now we know that there are different levels and the stage four, three, two, one, and so forth. But um, once um, people are allowed to go to court and so forth, um, that matter will be revisited. But um, that matter, I must stress, does not affect the office in any way. The office continues to work. Uh, while the courts and parliament do their own thing. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Really do appreciate it and all the best. That is the Public Protector spokesperson, Bra Opa Sekhalwe, speaking on various matters in the Office of the Public Protector. There you have it. The Public Protector's Office is investigating the Department of Public Works as well as the involvement of the Ministry, uh, the Minister of Public Works therein in the procurement and processes followed uh, for the procurement and erection of a border fence between South Africa and Zimbabwe to the value of 37 million rand. The African Transformation Movement brought forth that complaint. It has passed the merit test. It has passed the jurisdiction test. And the investigation is now on the... The ball is now rolling on the investigation. Uh, That is Opa Sikhal.